Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. What happened last night in Boston was... As close to euphoria in a mid in, in a regular season as you can get, right? Euphoria. Winning at Boston, beating them twice in a week span, ending rivalry week at winning all four. We had a call. I hope if you're listening, and you should be, just call in because we had a call last Monday who had the audacity to call in when we were talking about rivalry week, playing Boston, Brooklyn, Miami, and Miami, and then and then Boston again in Boston. And I was like, what would be like, we'll, we'll know at the end of this run whether this team is for real or for Gacy. And I laughed at him. And he's I like, said, oh, I, oh I think we can win all four. I'm like, man, you like what? Like, what? And yet, it happened. It happened. You believe in miracles? <laughs> <laughs> so, Bart, before we get back to all the callers, I want to talk about this Knicks yeah. team right now. As Ryan Rucco said last night, your father's Knicks. That was his call. On ESPN last night, the whole nation got to see it. And they'll get to see it again on Thursday night, by the way, on TNT. But before we get to all that, the calls and more, and why I think Leon Rose needs to get a little hat tip right now. It's hour number three. It is an overreaction Monday. We got a lot going on. So when it's hour number three and all that's happening at once, what's that mean? It means it's the power hour, 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 hour. Bing bong. <laughs> I don't know if we should continue the Bing Bong era, but I'll, uh, it's fine. It's all in good until, fun. Until all we give us fun. something new, yeah. we're going to stick with the old. We're going to have to stick with it. Okay. But we had a caller bring up something um, in the last hour, two hours ago maybe, whatever it is, I'm losing track, that I think we need to bring back. I do want to mention this. Leon Rose is not like – First of all, it's like he's a ghost. You don't hear from him. You rarely see him, right? He's the team president, but you never see the guy. Never. He's like Mr. And Deeds. Very, he just serious. operates in the shadows, right? He's Mr. Deeds. Right. Can I change your socks? <laughs> um, but I want to ha- give him a hat tip right now. Here's why. Because after last season's performance, and a disappointing one at that, and then the start of this season, which saw this team under 500. It would have been really easy for him to just to cave to the external and some, I will say, internal yep. pressure to fire Tom Thibodeau. Yep. To go ahead and just use the narrative of the game's passed him by, can't win with the, in today's game with the offense the way it is, and you know you just they were struggling early, and it's like easily could have just said. It's time to move on. But he didn't. He stayed true to his guy who he has known forever. He used to represent him when he was an agent. And he stayed true to him. And what he did was something that a lot of executives, Bart, do not do. Is that he said, I am empowering my coach to coach the way he sees fit. 
and I'll let him do his job and not tell him, I just gave this guy a $70 million contract. You got to play him. This guy I traded for and I gave a first round, but you better play this guy. And if you don't, you're out. Instead, he said, do it your way. Show me the results. And that's literally what Tibbs did. So how many times have you see an executive and, and a head coach, and that happened in, in, in uh, Chicago, by the way, with Tibbs. He'll just tell you, that guy doesn't fit the way I want to play. Yeah, but I just gave him a big contract. you got to play him. No, I don't have to do anything. And to empower your coach to let him say, these are the guys I'm playing, this is the way I'm playing, and we're going to get results. And ever since that day, December 5th, 2022, the Knicks have had one of the best records in the NBA. And all Leon Rose did was let him do his job. And you gotta you got to tip your cap because it sounds real simple, but it's not as easy as you think, and it doesn't happen as often as you think. Reminds me of any given Sunday when he comes in there and like uh, she's like, you better put Willie in. Yeah. Like uh, – he, he, yeah. he already told me I was going in the game. Don't you ever come in here and question me in front of my – because, you, listen, you can't tell me, like, to do my – to coach and be a great coach and not let me coach how I see fit. You can't I, – I, I, it's about me being able – you bought the groceries, but I have to make the meal, and it's about me being able to see who's ready. I'm with them every day. Leon Rose isn't with them every day. He's not in film study. He doesn't know their responsibilities, who is supposed to do this, who's not slacking, who's, who's not uh, – you know, being responsible defensively, offensively, like who's who's not giving a lot of effort, who's not showing up on time. They don't get that into that. Like, like gyms and stuff are, ma- are macro. Like Tibbs is micro. Right. Right. So he's he's on the day to day stuff that they don't see. So like this guy don't deserve to play, and I need to show the team that I'm gonna play the best player because that empowers all the other guys to work their ass off because they know if they work their ass off, they can level up and they can become a guy that I trust in the rotation you got to earn that trust. And the other criticism of Thibodeau has been he doesn't play young guys. He won't play young players. Well, this whole season has been a culmination of his development of the draft picks the Knicks have made over the last couple of years. And so while it wasn't on your schedule, it was on his. And as you're seeing, first of all, from the very beginning, he's loved Emmanuel quickly. Who, let me remind everybody, and this is all over, you see this on social media all the time, but those of them do not know this, the Knicks were given a grade of D- minus by CBS Sports mm. for drafting quickly when they did it, number 25. D- minus. And there were times early on you could say, you know what, you know, quickly is he'll have a good game here, he's inconsistent. Guess what? That's what a lot of young players are. Yeah, but Tibbs always stuck with him. Always said, "I believe in the kid. He puts in the work. He's he had a, a gym great rat. First year, had a great first year. Struggled with his roles. Last year, year struggled. Right. And he had to just let him grow and emerge. And he did. And the way he has put as a starter, Bart, he averages almost twenty a game. And he's had to fill in as a starter several times this season. And he steps up when he does. Last night, he played fifty-five minutes of the double overtime win in Boston. Fifty-five minutes." As the starting point guard, he started the second half, Bart, and never sat down until the game was over. Insane. And, oh, by the way, how many turnovers did he have in 55 minutes as the point guard? I'm going to say not one, but... One. No, I'm not going to charge that to him. Forget Fugazi, but it was one. He had one turnover. One. That's I mean, that's an amazing performance on top of the 38, on top of the game-winning floater, on top of big play after big play, a 7-0 personal run that where the, t- the game looked like it was about to slip. 
he refused to let that happen. Like, that's the kind of stuff I feel like that's part of development. And now your player's where he needs to be. Obi Toppin has had some good plays last night, important ones. You see it. Quentin Grimes has started the whole season. And Quentin Grimes does nothing but just work his tail off defending. He will make shots one night and won't the other. Remember, he's in his second season. Consistency comes with time. But he puts his trust in him. R.J. Barrett has good days and bad days. He's still the youngest player, 22 years old, that they have in their rotation. But he sticks with him, believes in him. Mitchell Robinson, when he plays, the Knicks are just a better team. They're just better. Another draft pick that they have worked on and worked on and worked on. That's part of this whole thing. So, again, the coach that everybody wanted to run out of town in early December, all he has done is taken the pieces he's had and just keeps fiddling and working with it and seeing what fits. They add Josh Hart, who fit perfectly with the way he wants to play, and right now you have a team that is absolutely humming, and you love watching this, and this is the most fun that you have had watching the Knicks team in in a decade and maybe more. You know what's crazy? You know, for everybody that's kind of criticizing R.J. Barrett, you know, R.J. Barrett's under contract for how much longer since they gave him the, the extension? Well, he, he's going to start now a, a four-year deal, yeah. Right, so he's going to start a four-year deal. What if, what if, like, two years into this deal, he has the same jump that Julius Randle had as far as his career, and he becomes a guy that can give you buckets like Julius Randle and figure it out? Like, isn't that worth waiting for? Like, you paid him that. Wouldn't that be a discount if you get if you get him to play at that level two years in? If he has one of those off seasons where he makes that huge leap, that huge jump. See, so often we're so quickly, so quick to like want instant gratification, instant results. But you just mentioned it. He's the youngest guy on the team, and he's been in the, in the league two years, right? So he has an opportunity to still grow. He's still growing into his body, still learning the game. His, you know, his mind's catching up to concepts and figuring out how teams play certain ways because he just don't have the experience. So, I mean, you have to you have to just accept that he's your guy. You you just have to accept that he's your guy. He's going to some be guys here. just take a you. you the, it takes a see, little to bit. me, it's always the hardest part. See, everybody loves the rebuild and the building with young players. Everybody loves that, but you hate living. You hate going through it because there's. You always say this, Bart. You need the pain, right? Yeah. You need the pain sometimes. Last year was pain, and last year's pain was the awkward, the awkward growth of a team that made the playoffs two years ago as a four seed, which probably was way over what they were really supposed to be. Right. But the East was bad, and they just took advantage of it, which you never hold it against them. But then some realities show. So then last year is you make a couple of offseason moves. Kemba Walker, bad fit. Evan yeah. Fournier, not a great fit. But on surface, it looked, oh, wow, they added a point guard who can score, and they added a Fournier, oh, a guy who can shoot threes. They should be a better team. And it didn't fit. It was a bad fit. And Tibbs right away, Kemba's not working. And so he wouldn't play him, and that became a big controversy, and they had to move on from him. But who was right in the end? Because what's Kemba doing now? He's watching basketball like the rest of us. Yep. All right, he's done. And then Fournier, he's a good scorer, but it's not a right fit for the way he wants to play. And eventually you've just got to own it. And the Knicks own it. Okay, we're going to eat yeah. this contract, but we're winning, and that's what matters. Yeah. It's it's It takes time to grow in the NBA, and it can look ugly at times. But yeah, once it starts to click, and once the pieces fit, and they all start figuring it out, and you get the right like-minded players who get the coach, the results are what you're seeing 
right now what you saw Friday night in Miami, fighting back, fighting back, fighting back, and what you saw last night in Boston, which also was fight, 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 even at a moment where you thought if they're going to lose one, they'll probably lose this one. All of us felt that way. All of us felt like if they're going to lose one, it's probably going to be in Boston, especially after Boston got embarrassed by the Nets. And instead, they stole another one. That's what's impressive about this group. I never feel like Bart. And that was Wednesday's game against the Nets. Oh, this is a trap game. They beat Boston at home, feeling good about themselves. That's a trap game against Brooklyn. And I said, no, I don't think this team is wired that way. I don't think they're built like this. They don't put in days. No. And then you saw the result. They put 81 up at the half, and they smoked them, 147 points. So, yeah, this is not the Knicks that you grew up with. This is more like your father's Knicks. And your father's Knicks had an assistant coach on its bench, and his name was Tom Thibodeau. He knows what wins in this town, and it's the way this team is playing right now, Bart. The crazy thing is also what you have to think about is the expectations rising now as well. Oh, yeah. Like, and now, because you know what happens is, okay, we didn't believe you. Now we believe. So it's like never, it's never like that balance, right? It's either like, like <laughs> disappointment or it's like. It's like Billy Joel said, sadness or euphoria. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's either <laughs> that. And I feel like, you know, can this team, listen, this team has guys that was on this team that experienced what it was like, you know, R.J. Barrett's first year to oh have God. so much success and then what it felt like last year. And with Julius, Julius Randle knows what it feels like to become the villain, I mean, right, and become, become the scapegoat, right? So we've seen all that. So it'd be a, it'd be interesting to see how they handle this newfound success. Probably get games flexed on ESPN, start playing more national games. But they just took like our that. game. All right, so so Thursday night, so the road trip, I'm going to be on the road trip. So I'm calling the game tomorrow night, the Hornets uh, at the Garden. I'm calling the game for radio tomorrow night with Ed Cohen. Then Wednesday, we hit the road for the road trip. I'm on the road trip with the Knicks, so I'll be out of town. Um, I'll be in uh, Sacramento on Thursday night. But they told us that Turner is now taking that game, so we're not even calling the game Thursday night on, on MSG Network. It's on Turner. So so TNT now has the Knicks, so they wanted them. ESPN got them on Sunday night. Then Saturday's game, uh, I'll be doing on MSG Network with Ed Cohen. All right, Saturday afternoon against the Clippers in L.A. Sunday's game against the Lakers in L.A., no LeBron, doesn't matter. ABC's got it. Yep. So you uh, got that game. How, how about them, though, now playing well with the upset yesterday? The Lakers, yeah. Yeah, Lakers are are, are now in the 10th spot. So in the 7-10. And uh, they're about two and a half games actually out of sixth. Is it? And Anthony <laughs> Davis had a huge game, so. Are we to the point where we can get a real update on LeBron, or we still have to wait three more weeks? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a good point, right? All of a sudden, everything's feeling a lot better. 800-919-3776. Let's grab some calls here, Bart, on the Knicks and more. Joe is in Harlem. What's up, Joe? Bart, huh? What's up, fellas? What's good? What's good? What do you do? What's good? I'm still want to talk about my Knicks, man. How good we looking right now? Are Nine straight. It's the hottest team in the league. What's the ceiling? What, what's yeah, your man, expectations? First, first things first, right? I love the game quickly had. He had a great offensive game. But what I think he keeps him in the contention for six minutes of the year is also his defensive play, too. Yeah, he's a great defensive player. I agree. I agree. I think he's he's always been underrated he has great as feet. a defensive player. His long arms, his quickness, no pun intended, and I think he's really smart. He's one of the guys that Tibbs loves because – he pays attention to the scouting report, reads it, understands it, remembers it, references it. 
And that's what you want in your young players, that they're students of the game. Now, six-man is something that has come up about quickly, Bart. Yeah, There's a, other guys in the league, including Malcolm Brogdon yeah. of the Celtics. But the Clippers, though. The old boy Powell. <laughs> yeah, and Norm Powell. Like, there's some and guys around, that, though, too. You know, like, I think it's a late run or late push for Quick. Now, Vegas apparently has moved him as the favorite, if you want to mm. throw some cash down on Quickly to win it. But, it's you know, they'll have to obviously have a – he'll have to continue this and have a strong finish to see if that happens. But still, uh, just having him in the conversation is pretty impressive. Tony in Newark. What's up, Tone? Um, Bart, love you guys, man. I'm a guy to tweet last night, huh? We got a spot on a bandwagon for Bart. <laughs> got to get on, man. Uh, is, Bart, are you I jumping on yet? Listen, are you jumping on yet, B-Sizzle? I've been since 69, man. I saw the chips. I saw, I, I, I'm still scared. I, I get scared every time they get good. <laughs> right, it's like, it's like being on a roller coaster. As soon as you think, yeah, okay, the worst, the worst has happened, happened, the biggest drop has happened, and he's with another drop. Like, oh, no, I ain't seen this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched your whole career, and you're about to grind. That's what the Knicks are, about to grind, man. That's all it is. Welcome. Get on top. Get on board. I'm telling I'm, you, Tony, listen, we got to get him I, on. I, I'm going to come on, but I'm going to come in. I'm going to come on bringing treats because I don't want everybody like, oh, I want to be like, all right, well, he can come on because he brought something. That, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, you can't just come on the bo- on board and just think you're going to get all the benefits. You know? You got to also come on board, but you got to bring something along so that we're like, we value your presence because then we, we really still don't trust you. We think you'll like you'll pull the emergency. You, you know that thing you pulled down? My, I want to get off the next stop. Fire alarm. Like, like you'll be the guy that's pulling that so you can jump off the next stop the minute things go south. Hot take Johnny. What's happening, hot take Johnny? Bing bong. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Big shout out to the company. How are you guys doing? All right. So I got two uh, two next points I'd like to get to. I'll try to make them quick if you could let me get to both. Um, the, the first is, Han, I saw the um, the Strickland thread that you retweeted and also talked about it Friday night before the game about the off-the-ball movement. I'm sure nice. you've seen the numbers, Han, about this offense since they went to the nine-man rotation. That's what surprised me is how good this offense has been. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I, I looked it up. How about this? Points per possession. They came into the game last night as the fourth best in the entire NBA, and top 10 all time. Wow. Now, you know offense has certainly evolved over the years, so where we are now in the NBA, you've got, I think there's there's obviously four teams that were in the top 10 all time this season, and the last couple of years is filled with those, but there's also a couple from the past. The point is, though, is that Tibbs is known for his defense, but the yeah, offense exactly. this season has really been phenomenal, and as you took note of that threat, you know, we talk about ISO ball and how boring it is when you're just watching one guy just dribble, dribble, dribble. Like, that was the whole thing about Randall. But the point mm-hmm. that Tibbs kept bringing up that, again, I have to listen to this stuff every game because I cover every game. And I hear him all the time talking about, don't worry about the guy with the ball. It's those off the ball. You can't stand still and just watch the guy. There has to be movement and cutting. You have to keep the game honest and the defense paying attention. And the more that built – the more you started seeing defenses start to struggle with, wait, wait, what's going on over here on this side of the court when I'm trying to send a double at Randall, and the ball movement after that has resulted in a lot of great offense. So their assists aren't up, but it's the idea that the movement, the people movement, has gotten so much better that the offense has really turned into something special. Now, you had another take there, Johnny? Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to talk about this team is young. I mean, Randall's, uh, as far as contributors, regular contributors, Randall's our oldest. The rest of them are all young. And 
it'll be great to see that how they can build on that. And it goes back to what you're just talking about now with like the off the ball movement. Tibbs can start like implementing even more complex concepts and stuff because this team, if they can resign quickly and hard in the off season, keep them together, you can only build on the chemistry and build on, on game planning and, and, and the skill and everything. It's exciting that we have a young team that has a future and Leon Rose has done a great job building the youth and, and, and just, constructing this team it's a little bit of a mix of both you're right about that and you know look with young teams that's what you're hoping for is getting better each year the experience of it you're gonna have to pay guys i don't think the owner has ever been hesitant to spend money you know remember when there are your own players you can go over the luxury tax you can go over it don't matter you keep your own guys you can sign them. it's not like the nfl where we got to start making choices here if they're your guys that you drafted oh yeah you could sign them and keep them you just got to be willing to spend the money and pay a little luxury tax and Again, this owner has never been averse to spending money when it makes sense. And right now, you got a good group. They really like each other. And we'll see how competitive they can be this year as we reach the playoffs. They are getting closer and closer to it, though, guys. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, with a lot of news happening today, Bart, let's give everybody the latest. Okay, so if you're just joining us, Derek Carr has decided he's not waiting any longer on the Jets. He has uh, agreed to a deal with the New Orleans Saints, who really wanted him from the start and were ready Dennis to Allen rock whenever coach. he was. Yeah, Dennis Allen, he had him back in 2014 when he, he drafted him, and they've always stayed in touch. Dennis Allen didn't last long, though, with the Raiders um, when, when Derek was there, but Happy. they always stayed in touch, and, and Carr always liked him. But there were some people in the Jet organization that were really high on Derek Carr. It was just the commitment that they were willing to make was nowhere near what New Orleans was willing to make. The reports are it's a four-year deal, 
at $150 million with $100 million of it guaranteed, including 60 at signing. I always marvel at this, Bart. What's the biggest bonus so that's right under that you put in your pocket when you signed a deal? Who, me? Yeah. $18 million. 18, like th- Your hand didn't shake at all thinking, when I finish signing my name, that final T, $18 million instantly into my bank account. Oh, no. that was, My bad. It wasn't $18 million. Oh. It was more than that. Oh, excuse me. Eighteen was the second one, I think. So a signing bonus. You don't want to. You don't want to reveal how much. We can look it up. I'm trying to remember. It was it was eight when I was in Baltimore for a three year. When I signed, they gave me eight, and then I think here was like twenty, was twenty or something like that. I don't know. Still a lot of money. Just imagine, sign your name, and sixty million dollars goes right into your account. Ching, ching. I, I, it's just unfathomable. Handshaking. Yeah. No way. I, I, I played way too early. <laughs> no doubt. I just was not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I sucked too much. It's a shame. Um, so with Carr now out of the picture, does the picture get more clear for the Jets or more blurry when you consider that we still have no idea what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, that there are reports that – there are teams that the feeling is, I think Fowler was saying, that some teams want to want the Packers to either eat some of the $58 million at guaranteed that Rodgers will get between March 17th and week one. Uh, $58 million guaranteed. It goes right into his account. Yeah. Whoever has the team. They want to either have the Packers have to eat some of that money or we're going to have to rework this deal yeah, so that it's more amenable to our cap situation. And that could you know be what ends up right. not being a deal. So especially especially when I'm thinking like if I'm gonna do all this and this dude say he wanna retire after the year, oh hell no. Y'all gonna eat some of this. Like nah, nah, we'll change this. We'll we'll change the draft compensation that we give you going forward based on what the hell he do. Because he could flake out and say he going to do you go into a, another dark hole or say he going to where where's our, our old boy at Kingsbury? Where's he at? A one way ticket to where? Uh, did he go to Thailand? Yeah, yeah. Is he out there playing blood sport? Although his, his girlfriend was putting some interesting pictures on uh, Instagram. So, yeah. you know. Listen, it's so amazing how these coaches come here and rob the, rob the owners and they, they can care less. Dude just got an extension, yep. came here, he was fired, mm-hmm. was going to USC to be a, a damn quarterback's coach yeah, and got the bag, made money on the back, and then got an extension. They probably got to pay him for the next five years. Yeah, he's done and, pretty well. But, play, but, play, but players' contracts aren't guaranteed. Ain't that about a bit? He get paid four years, five years for doing nothing. So we did look up your uh, your information. You want to yeah. know? It? Yeah. What is it? So when you signed your, I guess it would probably be your first deal while with Baltimore, right? So you obviously signed as a. Oh, that was five hundred dollars. That's five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, that was five hundred dollars. But then when you signed an actual deal with Baltimore, your your first bonus signing bonus was six point five, which by the way is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then when you were with the Jets, your signing bonus was, I mean, how'd you let them get away with this? Three point five mil. That's Not embarrassing. Me. But but twenty two. But when you signed twenty two, fully guaranteed out of the whatever you got. So that's okay. pretty good. Okay. So that's still pretty good. It's like three years, so it's like nineteen guaranteed. Yeah, like, that's nothing. That's like that's a, that, though, man. That, that's a, that's like that's like a that's like a that's CJ Mosley's one year pay. <laughs> Right. But again, it's all relative. 
But I always I always marvel at that stuff because it's always like, what were you thinking at that moment, or were you just not thinking? You just signed it to get it done, like because literally nothing happens until you sign that paper. Yeah, signing that paper makes it official, makes it real. That has to be a handshaking mo- has to be. Like you're telling me that you were just. Do you even remember the moment when you signed? When you physically signed? I, me- remember? I, me- I remember the second time I signed more than the third time. Second time because I was in I was in Cleveland and they told me to come back and put me on a plane. Oh yeah yeah yeah, I love that. Like, and they was like come back, so I did that, and I came back. So Daniel Jones is probably in that place right now, right? Daniel Jones is. So the reports are that his uh, his new agents at Athletes First are in New Jersey, and as it goes, they are meeting with the Giants in East Rutherford today, and. That would expect, and again, tomorrow being tag day, that you would expect last ditch effort. That's something you know they're going to hammer something out. And the reports over the weekend were that you know that that it seemed like the sides were pretty close to getting something done. Yeah, we're talking about the difference between forty million and right. forty-five. Oh, let's come in the middle and make it forty. We'll put it in extension. We'll put it in in uh, bonuses and. Right. If you go to the playoffs again, if you win a playoff game, and they'll put two hundred twenty thousand dollars there, they'll put another two twenty five. If he wins, if he makes All Pro, they'll put another five hundred thousand. They'll, they'll do it like that. They'll make it incentive based, where it really don't hurt the capitalist. He it's an escalator, and you don't mind pants by escalator if you guys you know have something to celebrate. So Spotrac put together um, over the weekend what a five year. $200 million contract for Daniel Jones might look like. Hmm. And in that five-year $200 million, this is what, again, this is all just hypothetical stuff you put together, but they had an $85 million guarantee at sign. They had $50 million signing bonus. And basically, $120 million that he gets is through uh, 2025, fully guaranteed in 2024 if he's still on the roster. So, 85 guaranteed at sign out of 200 with a $50 million signing bonus. Is that workable to you? With cap hits, by the way, this coming year at 12.5, that's it. Yeah. Then after that, you're going 42, 45, 50, and 50. Yeah, if you do that, and see, this is the thing. It's the same problem that Dallas is having with with, uh, Dak. Yeah. Like, because now you got to go back in there and rework that after a while, right? You have to go in there and say, all right, we'll pay it for two years, but we can't handle the third year. So this year, if you do that, you go and say, all right, we'll do that and we'll pay Dexter Lawrence early. That way we know that we can put his money in the front. Mm-hmm. Yours kick in next year. Let's put his and front low his and let him have a heavy cap space and, and create some balance. Saquon, eh, I don't know, man. Don't yeah, know that's – right. If they sign him, they would have to probably franchise but they got, they got They got a lot of space, though. But if he does that deal that Spotrak laid out there, it's only 12-5 in the first year, so, so this coming season – you know, this coming season, you can still work with some stuff cap-wise. But still, Daniel Jones getting over $40 million a year, and as the reports are, looking for over 45 a year. You know, you said, hey, look, that's just the way the, the market is set right now. But how about Darren Olofsky's take on this from Get Up when it comes to the idea, just thinking of a guy. Daniel Jones had a really good year, a really good year last year. But you have to agree that he is still somewhat unproven. And Orlowski talks about the possibility of that much money for Daniel Jones. I just called my sons who are in fifth grade. I told them to drop out of school and just go throw a ball. Daniel Jones, <laughs> mm-hmm. go, 
Daniel mm-hmm. Jones is going to get $40 plus million? That's what it sounds like. Listen, I don't want to kill Daniel Jones. He earned his money last year. He played better. Seven months ago, Daniel Jones went into this season with 50 touchdowns and 49 turnovers. And now we're talking about paying him like $300,000 a month less than Patrick Mahomes? Uh, that's, that is mind-boggling to me. Because if you're the Giants, <laughs> who else is paying him this money? Mm-hmm. Who else? If, if you don't give him this money and, and, and he hits the market... <laughs> Who's paying him 40 plus million dollars? 35, I'm cool with. 30, 35 million dollars, I can understand. For a guy that we're going to sit here and say, you did the what? You didn't turn the ball over last year? We're paying you 42 plus million dollars a year? I can't wrap my brain around that. I can't, I, I can't comprehend that. I, I, I understand the whole market. I can't wrap my head around that one. See, Bart, you and I went round and round about this several times. And that's like what Dan is saying is what I've been saying all along. I'm not saying, you know, that he shouldn't get it. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is it's just hard to fathom that what we've known about Daniel Jones, and he had a good year last year when he finally had a head coach that was competent. And I'm thinking, is it like, and now you're going to commit, again, Spotrack speculate, a, a $200 million, $85 million guaranteed. This is what we're doing? This is what the Giants are doing. Is there really a lot of competition for him that you'd have to pay him this? But that's what the reports well, are, that he's probably going to get somewhere in the in the range of $45 million a year. Okay, so if you, if you, if you let him walk, right? If, if you let him walk, then – Well, where's he walking to, though? No, no, what I'm saying I'm not is – letting him walk in t- until but, another de- – like, does he get any other offers? Well, what I'm saying is let's just say, like, Daniel Jones is out there. We just saw what it – Derek Carr get paid. He didn't take his team to the playoffs. He didn't win a playoff game. He's not younger, right? Daniel Jones is still a baby. Like, you would think Derek Carr is kind of who he is, and he got $39 million or $38, $39 million a year, right? So that means that if I'm younger and, I, and I'm more accomplished as far as winning a playoff game and I have more potential, then maybe I'm worth 4 to $5 million more than that other player, correct? Well, if, yeah, cars at thirty-seven-five. That that'll be his annual average, right? On the deal that's being reported. Mm-hmm. If Daniel Jones gets more than forty-five, I mean, he'll be almost ten million dollars more than Derek Carr. Is he ten million dollars better than Derek Carr? If he gets forty-five, yeah, that's eight, right? Well, I'm saying almost ten is what I'm saying. because yeah, you're, you're saying two, two we're saying more. Two, two, two million we're saying more than forty-five. That's the the, re- the reports are more than forty-five. Oh, more than forty-five. That's what the reports are. Yeah, I don't see it being more. I don't see it being more than forty-five, but if All it right. does, if it does, that lets mm-hmm. you know. Like, what is Geno Smith going to get? That'd be interesting too. I think Geno gets more like what Derek Carr got uh, uh, because G- he's an older guy, right? The younger guy mm-hmm. is always going to get there because if he plays well, he's going to be playing longer. So then you feel like, okay, you got him undervalued because if he becomes good, then he's under market. Where the it, where the old guy gets to a point where it's the law of diminishing returns because he's older, so he's right. going to start failing physically. He'll so be like Geno's, yeah. So Geno's, Geno will be in the thirties. Right? Yeah, Geno will be thirty five. He'll be yeah. happy. Geno will be like, man, listen, I was a backup for eight years, yep. and now I'm getting thirty five million dollars a year. I ain't complaining to nobody because nope. now they can put good players around me. And I can play well, and I and, and who knows if I play well for four years, they might give me another one for thirty million dollars. I it ain't it ain't no shame to be Geno Smith and walk away the last five years of your career with $200 million. And then another part of the quarterback story, just wrapping up all the NFL headlines, is, again, with Tag Day tomorrow, there are reports that the Ravens have tried 
to hammer out a deal with Lamar Jackson. He went Jackson. down there, went to his house in yeah, Miami. Yeah, Eric DaCosta, the, the GM of the Ravens, went to Florida to meet with Lamar. And again, he's represented not by any agents, but by his, his family. And they tried to figure out a deal, and they remain far apart. And so the reports are that things could happen tomorrow that include the Ravens slapping a non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, which would mean that another team could acquire him for two first-round picks. Essentially, they could sign him, and then they would have to yield two first-round picks. And so the Jets, you'd have to believe, were very much in on that as well. So did they get clearer or more blurry with the Jets quarterback situation? It is, for me, high-anxiety time as a Jets fan. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Let's finish uh, with the people, shall we? Always. Let's do it. We go to Kyle in West Orange. Kyle, what's happening? What's up, gentlemen? What's up? All I want to say is Han Solo. I remember talking to you about the Knicks. On Saturday, mm. in the afternoon, oh, man. and I will call you and talk to you about Carmelo Anthony and this and what's going on oh, and what's yeah. wrong with the Knicks or whatever. This is, so, I, this is such an exciting time to talk about New York Knicks with you especially because we've always stuck with it. I watch the shows and everything that you're on and how you, you kind of break down what the Knicks are going through and what they're doing, what they need to do, and what they need to, uh, how these players need to develop. And that's all I've been seeing. I've watched. I, the only game I didn't watch, Han, was last night. I couldn't watch it. Oh, I couldn't watch it. You missed a classic. So I turned in. Wait. I turned into it, and I said, wait a minute. Quickly's getting interviewed? Uh-oh, what's going on? And uh-huh. then I had to watch it. And I just said, yo, this is – and it's not just – let's go, RJ. RJ's a good kid. He did what he had to do. After the two years, he's averaging 22 points, maybe five rebounds, five assists, or eight rebounds, five assists. He's doing – he earned his money. Right now, he's just got to keep improving. Another, another thing, 
quickly has been incredible, and Brunson being on this team has given them a general, something we've always said. I agree. Tone the set. general is at Tone our point set. guard. And, and the and hardest thing, yes, sir. Yeah. Kyle, I'll say this, and I appreciate you, brother, and I know you've been listening since way back when, is what did I always say? The two things this team needed was a point guard and the identity that we know this city loves, which is toughness, defense, hard workers, all that stuff. They have that now. That's all you've been looking for. Nick in New Jersey, what's up, Nick? Hey, guys, how we doing, man? Good. It's a great day, man, orange and blue skies. Oh, but uh, watching, the, watching the game last night with my dad, and my dad's in his upper 60s. He's seen the championship years. So I said, I said to him after Ryan Ruckel's comment, yeah. oh, "These are your father's Knicks." Right. I said, "Dad, are these your are these your Knicks?" And he said, "Well, if they are, Emmanuel quickly is Dean the Dream Messenger." <laughs> That's a good comparison. That's actually a really good it's one. Like, I'll tell you what, though, you can, what you you can do right is you can find some parallel. We always like to find the parallels, and the parallel that everybody's coming up with right now: Josh Hart, John Starks, right, the heart and soul guy. And you could argue that while Patrick Ewing is obviously one of the all-time greats, when it when you consider Patrick in crunch time, when you consider how hard luck Patrick was so many times, how Patrick get doesn't Randall sometimes give you that Patrick vibe? Those who know, those who are old enough to remember, know what I'm talking about. Miss finger roll, like there were times where <gasps> for Patrick it didn't always work out, right? But yet his numbers were insane. He brought it every night. He was the the lunch pail kind of guy, even though he was a superstar. Like his, you get a little bit of that vibe, a little bit, a little bit of that vibe. Now, I'm not saying they're parallel now. I'm just saying a little bit of that vibe when you get uh, when you talk when you watch Randall in crunch time. Shaq and OKC, Shaq. Hey, uh, how you guys doing, uh, Bar and Han? Uh, I wanted to talk Knicks really quickly with you guys. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, I'm really excited by the wins over the weekend, uh, huge wins. Uh, we got their best shots, right? They might have been missing a couple players, but the Knicks got the best shots of those two teams who are playoff teams in the last few years, uh, playoff teams that made runs. They were in the conference. Think about it. it was, think about this, Chuck. You're talking about wins in on Friday night and Saturday night against the teams that went seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. What a team to favor to win it all. Right, on their floor. And by the way, on their home floors. So on Friday night and Saturday night, you faced the two teams that went toe to toe for seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and on their home floors, you beat them both down to the final possession. That's why you know there's always that skepticism. Is it okay to start believing? Is it okay to buy in? I'm here to tell you, Bart. It's the bandwagon's good. open, and you are welcome to join us. <laughs> we'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.